best friends forever. Until one host says something wrong about the other host's favorite character. Why would you say such a thing? Talking all things supernatural and sci-fi television, it's Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of TeamTSD.com. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. I'm Liz. And I'm Lindy. And um, as I say every week, we have a super-duper special podcast. Um, We're recapping our, dare I say, best Wizard World Comic Con yet. I mean, do you agree, Lindy? I think it's definitely up there for one of the best, just as far as, like, everything being so wonderful all of our panels and everything were great so I think it's a contender Liz I really do yeah I mean we tested out um so as some of you may not know uh we do these kick-ass fan panels where we give away a bunch of free shit we do some fun interaction and games um and we've done our dead fans walking which is our walking dead fan panel for I think we were talking about this earlier this is our fourth year right we're kicking off our fourth year I think so. Yeah, four years for Dead Fans Walking, and then we, we've done a Game of Thrones panel, which we did this weekend. We've done Arrow in the past. And then for the first time, we did um, Doctor Who, which was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that went really well. What did you think? It did. So this was Wizard World Cleveland, which I think is the yeah, first sorry, time Yeah, sorry, we... yeah, Wizard World Cleveland. Yeah, I think this was the, was this the first time we've been to Cleveland because you went to Columbus. I don't think we've been to Cleveland. No, we haven't. No, we have not. Okay. Yeah, I thought it went really well. I mean, all three panels had a great turnout, and I must say I was really impressed that Doctor Who fans even came to our panel because if you were at the con, you would know that Matt Smith, a.k.a. the 11th Doctor, um, his Q&A panel was moved into a spot that immediately followed our Doctor Who fan panel. So a lot of people were getting their seats in the main ballroom so they could you know, sit close to see Matt Smith, but we still had a really great turnout for the Doctor Who panel. It was so much fun. I was so impressed. I know. And not only that, but uh, Matt Smith was immediately following Chris Hemsworth, a.k.a. Thor. Mm-hmm. So I think we mm-hmm. were we were just like, ah, no one's going to come to ours. But we almost had a full room. I mean, it was awesome. And, you know, what we do at these fan panels is just interact and do these really fun games. We talk about news for the show. Um, we also did something that I think was, it wasn't mean per se, but <laughs> kind of, we, pr- we pranked someone. So, uh, we usually, as a lot of you know, we're, um, all about, uh, having a good time. Sometimes that's a joke at our own expense. This time we decided to do it <laughs> to a panel attendee and, exactly. um, we purchased a, would you say over six foot cardboard cutout of a weeping angel? Yeah, I think it was about, yeah, over six feet for sure. Over six feet, and my husband had set it up. You know, he, like, unfolded it, and then he hid it behind the projector screen so no one could see it before the panel started. And then when we said we were going to surprise someone with one of these contestants, we made them cover their eyes and turn around, (laughs) and the weeping angel was in front of them. And some of you do not know... What a Weeping Angel is, just YouTube it. It's freaking terrifying. Um, but we gave him a really great prize. Like, he got some exclusive stuff. So it's not like he, we were just like, yeah, 
you know. He did. And it was funny because going into it, we were like, okay, we need to pick people who aren't like too young because we don't want to make like a young person cry or scare them. But it was like only kids that were raising their hand to be a part of the final contest where we were going to do the weeping angel trick. So we definitely to pick the older styles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, it and was <laughs> well, and I completely failed because, um, you know, usually you, as in Lindy, you, you do the, um, the trivia questions because you're like a trivia, mm-hmm. trivia goddess. So, you know, Lindy put really? the trivia questions together. Yes, true. And of course I'm just picking like, not just children, but like, like babies. Like I'm picking people that I don't even know how, if they know how to read yet. And these questions are extremely hard. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I was proud of us for coming up with questions like on the fly, you know, and, and because yeah. it's kids, I feel like people, people forgive a little bit easier. They're like, Oh, that's a kid. You know, let him win the freaking prize. So mm-hmm. lessons learned for next time. Hashtag my bad, but still a success <laughs> overall. It was awesome. I think people had so much fun. And my favorite panel of the whole weekend that we did was our Dead Dance Walking panel. So The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. if anybody has ever been to one of our Dead Dance Walking panel, we have so much fun in that one. It's the same kind of thing where we, you know, kind of do a discussion and interact. And um, then we do fun prizes and giveaways, contests. Um, but there's just something about The Walking Dead panel it always runs so smoothly. It's always the best. We always have the best conversation and people have the most fun in that one. And I don't know if maybe it's the audience or, you know, the demographic that watches the show. What do you think? You know, I was thinking about that because we always say that, right? We're always like, why is this one so much? It just feels like it's more of a community and with and not to discount, you know, the Doctor Who fandoms or Game of Thrones fandoms, because those are so powerful. And, I mean, I think Doctor Who is actually the most passionate fandom I've ever seen, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but I was thinking, okay, why are, you know, Walking Dead, I feel like it's just more of, like, a community. And I think it's because of the way, um, you know, the cast does all these conventions together, you know, for the most part when they can. Um, AMC has so many different interactives uh, like tools and games and, you know, they have the talking dead after every single episode. So you really can immerse yourself in the fandom and say, it's one of those TV shows where everyone, even if you're not into the behind the scenes stuff, like almost everyone knows Greg Nicotero, you know, they know Scott Gimple, they know Gail Ann Hurd. Um, you know, they have Chris Hardwick there too, who's such a social advocate in general that he just kind of barks it everywhere as well. So maybe it's just that, you know, it's such a, a collaborative, and I feel like drop all these weird buzzwords, but it's like such a collaborative fandom that it's just automatically going into it, you know, it's not like this intimate personal thing. It's just everyone's always talking about it together. I don't know. Do you think that makes sense? I, yeah, it does make sense. And I was also thinking part of it could be, okay, so you look at like Doctor Who and Game of Thrones, those fandom and the world, like the universes of those shows are so elaborate and there's so much to know about them. And there's like books and there's, you know what I, you know, there's like so much that the walking dead is so easy to understand. 
you know what I mean? Like we could do a Game of Thrones or a Walking Dead or a, a, a Doctor Who, and somebody's going to be like, "Yeah, but don't forget in the classic versions of Doctor Who this happened, or in the books of Game of Thrones like this happened." You know what I mean? Like Walking Dead is a very not call it a simple show, but it's a very straight up, straightforward show that anybody can understand all the parts of it. Do you know what I mean? So it's not like definitely knows more than anybody else in the fandom, if that makes sense. It does. And it's unique because that fandom, you know, of course there are the comics, um, but even with, even with the comics, you know, it's, it's one of those shows where, I mean, think about half the people you talk to that start watching the show they're not into sci-fi or they're not into horror. Like you, perfect example, uh, you and I, you and I, sorry, I've got on my head from <laughs> last night. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. So when we, for back when we were team TSD.com, we were just doing what, like Vampire Diaries and True Blood. And you were like, we got to start recapping Walking Dead. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I'm just not into zombies. Like it's not my jam. And you were like, Liz, you got to watch it. Like it's, it's, and I, of course, it's one of my favorite shows on television right now. And I think it's like that for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. It went really well. I loved it. I think everybody had a great time. I feel like the Walking Dead fans laugh at our jokes the most, which is probably why I like it. Cause <laughs> it makes me feel <laughs> good about my terrible sense of humor. So I think Walking Dead fans are my favorite, but anyway, um, <laughs> The other one we did, like we said, was Game of Thrones, which always does really well. Um, that one's always a hit, too. I don't know. Game of Thrones is fun because there's so much to talk about, and there's so many characters that we could talk for, like, hours about what's going on right now in Westeros, don't you think? I, Game of, with Game of Thrones, it's just like, I feel like it's the first time that we've been able to do this panel where we can actually talk predictions because the last time, well, we did it one time before, right after uh, the Jon Snow debacle. Um, And it's like the first time we're caught up with the book readers. So TV show watchers and book readers are at more or less with a few minor details at the same place right now. So you can really start to really dive into theories. And I feel like we were able to do that this time and not have rolling eyes in the audience like, oh, just wait till you catch up. You know, wait till you're at this point in the books. Um, and Cleveland.com mm-hmm. even featured our panel, which was awesome. They did. They featured our panel where we, uh, the part where we were talking about whether Jon Snow was dead or not, because obviously that's a uh, hot topic in the fandom, the hottest topic. But yeah, I think it went really well. And one of my favorite parts of the Game of Thrones panel is seeing the cosplay because Game of Thrones cosplayers, I love seeing their outfits and the costuming they come up with because they're so intricate, like all the Jon Snows and the Neds and the Khaleesi's. Like, that's one of my favorite parts about doing it because we get to see everybody dressed up. (laughs) Yeah, and this girl wasn't at this specific Comic-Con. I think she was at the last one we did, which I can't even remember. It was probably (laughs) Chicago or something. Um, but remember the Sansa that made the black dress with the feather, like yeah. Elizabethan collar. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it's, it's legit. Um, yeah. so fan panels were a hit. If you guys ever go to a Comic-Con, we'll give you guys some, a couple tips too. Um, programming is obviously where you guys get for programming because that's what we do. But, um, there were just so many other great panels there. There was, um, other con radio panels. 
uh, the other con radio podcast, figure, figuratively speaking, pun intended, um, that breaks down the latest and greatest and all the awesome action figures available out there in the pop culture comic universe. Um, I found that super interesting. I did not know they were Golden Girl Pop Dolls. I'm going to get one. <laughs> yeah, you missed Obviously. it, too. There's a new X. Yeah, you should. And there's new X-Files ones, too. So that was Nuh-uh. interesting. Yeah, they, they showed them right before you came in. Ah, oh, so they cool. They look pretty legit, too. Yeah, and then there was Canned Air and I think Con Smash and Sorry, the other ones that I forgot were there, but I know those three were also doing live podcasting there at the show. So that's pretty cool. Con Radio family. Um, yeah, and then in addition to that, there were some huge celebrities there. So obviously ga- um, Doctor Who fans were freaking out because mm-hmm. uh, Karen Gillan, a.k.a. Amy Pond, and Matt Smith, a.k.a. The 11th Doctor, were there. Liz had the honor of actually moderating both of their panels and getting to talk to them. Um, what did you like, Liz, about each of them? Like, what did you think about them as people? And then as them, I don't know, just like what was their vibe? And were you impressed by how they answered the questions and everything? Um, first off, there. this goes for both of them. I'll talk about Karen first and sit at her panel first. Um, she truly is like, the nicest person in the world. I mean, I can't, I can't, can't say enough good things about her. So sweet. Um, I mean, the poor thing had blue in her hair still from filming guardians of the galaxy or character nebula the night before. So she's just like a gem. Um, she was just so bubbly, you know, she, she knew how to entertain the audience and she provided super thoughtful answers. Uh, she didn't make fun of me when I did my Dalek impersonation. Hers was way <laughs> better than mine. Um, it was just, she was so great and, um, you know, a really good sport. And it's really tough when all these, I can't imagine having all these fans just asking you these crazy questions, you know, and you feel like even if you don't want to do something, you have to respect them. I think I let a selfie slip in there. So I won't let that happen next time. Fortunately it was at the end, but, um, Matt Smith, his panel, uh, same level. I think it's because people had been there all day too. And more and more people had, you know, shown up throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And because his was the last big panel before the costume contest, I mean, that was the most passionate crowd I have ever seen. It was insane. I mean, these fans passionate are... with, a, with a small dose of crazy, right? Just a little sprinkle okay. of crazy. Oh, there. yeah. I mean, just crazy in a good way because they're just... Uh, I, it, was, it was just not so. I mean... You had when I came when I got off. I can't imagine how he felt when I got off the stage. I was like winded, so I can only imagine how he felt. <laughs> um, all, of course, all in a good way. It was just you know to be in front of that and to see these people that are just so passionate about the show and his character. I mean, they traveled mm-hmm. from all over the place to see him, and um, he was such a good sport, you know and. It's, it's, you know, it's hard to hear in general when you're on stage, as you know, as you well know, you've moderated tons of panels. So it's like the focus of having the lights on you, listening and providing a thoughtful answer off the cuff and making sure you can get to everyone, even though you know you can't get to everyone. So it's just a combination. He just beautifully masters how to 
uh, work the crowd and provide them a great experience because, of course, that's what mm-hmm. these conventions are about is giving this great fan experience. So, yeah, uh, I thought you, it was. You said, too, listening, you loved it. Yeah, I did. I did. I thought it, I thought he did a great job, and I I didn't tell you this yet, but I thought that it was great how whenever somebody would ask a question, like, what's your favorite episode, he would answer, and then he would say, what's your favorite episode? Like, giving them another uh-huh. chance to share something with him, I noticed. He did that with several people, and I thought that was really awesome. And, I mean, the people that were asking questions, it was a lot of young people, um, which I think is so awesome because Doctor Who... I mean, I'm a Doctor Who freak, so whatever. But I think it spans so many generations, and the writing is so brilliant. It's something that so many people enjoy, and I loved that. There were so many young people that loved it. It's a great show for young kids to watch. There was a kid in our Doctor Who panel, the little kid, Logan. Um, He was like, what, seven or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't win a prize uh, in our panel, um, but his mom told us that he had chosen to, uh, what did she say? Oh, forego a birthday party and wanted to come meet Matt Smith and everything instead. And so we're sending him a little hat, a doctor who hat since he didn't get to win the trivia, but he, she said that his life was pretty much just like made because he got to give a picture to Matt Smith and meet him and he got to come to our panel and it's just like it's the cutest thing in the entire world and I feel like seeing going to cons and seeing people of any age be so excited and happy by something like this is probably the best part of it I think what do you think (laughs) oh no a hundred percent I mean that that little kid was the sweetest little boy I've ever seen he was so excited um it, yeah, it was just, it was so fun. I mean, I, that that is the best part to see is to see these kids just have a blast and it kind of like reminds you, not that, you know, you forget why you're there, but when you're, you're involved in the hustle and bustle and you're moving from panel to panel, it's just so great to actually get these personal stories from people. It's so fun. Mm-hmm. I know. Cause it reminds me of like when we went to, so we went to a vampire diaries convention like five years ago, maybe. I guess. Oh, and yeah. I would say five. It was a while ago. And that was really one of our first conventions we'd ever been to when we went as just fans. And we just totally geeked out and had so much fun. And I see people react like that, you know, like at Wizard World Cleveland, seeing them get so happy. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I know the feeling. It's just really cool. Mm-hmm. It's like happy little Comic-Cons are like a happy little bubble that you just want to stay in. Um, I don't know. Exactly. I know. I mean, it's like you want to go home and go to bed, but it's like I could have gone to that convention all week. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. If they had beds in like a back room, then I would have. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't. I don't know. We got a chance to walk around the floor a little. Okay. So Wizard World Gaming is killing it right now. They are upping their gaming section. And they have some awesome games. Liz and I played each other in Street Fighter. So Street Fighter Five was that what it was? Is it Street Fighter? Yeah, it was Street Fighter Five. Street Fighter Five. And I totally crushed Liz. I just blew her out of the water. I won every single match with the character Vega. Um, so 
she just couldn't uh, keep up. I no. Um, sorry, you you kind of uh, <laughs> you kind of caught me off guard there because if I'm remembering correctly, um, <laughs> I, I I what's the word? Destroyed you for lack of a yeah. better word. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No, you okay, didn't I, job. I have. Well, I have no. I mean. I have three little brothers and I've been playing Street Fighter since, you know, that shit was on old school consoles. So you did a very, very good job. Um, I can't believe you picked Vega though, because Vega's like, I mean, his pecs are bigger. Like who has like the biggest boobs I can think of? I don't know. Like big Ange before she passed, like his pecs looked like Dolly big Parton. Boobs. Dolly okay. Parton. Yeah, I, I thought mean, it was a female alone. character. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they show you a picture before. Yeah, I thought I saw the picture. And I thought it was a girl. I didn't have my glasses oh. on. That's okay. That's not a You're reading. Yeah, life. but we had a blast. My reading glasses. We had a really fun time. They've got all kinds of awesome stuff. I think they toned it down a little for this one, but St. Louis, the next con, which we'll be at, um, they're gonna pick it up. Again, make the gaming section even bigger, and they'll be like doing competitions on the big ba- on the big stage and like announcing winners in grand style. So it should be pretty awesome. I want a rematch of Street Fighter Five. Um, I'm gonna start. Well, Googling, we're definitely like, gonna have a rematch. Oh yeah, I mean, I tried. Okay, I was pressing all the buttons. It, you know, I know. I'm not sure that's what you're supposed to do, but I was doing it. So. Um, oh, also, I was going to ask you, what, did you have, like, a favorite vendor? I didn't know if there was anybody that you saw there, um, a vendor that impressed you. I know you liked the little mini Lego people. I know, I like the mini Legos. I didn't actually get any, my bad, but, um, I didn't see this vendor. You did, but the vendor that you got my Kissing Me earrings from. I know. They're but I don't so cute. Was. They're so um, I love them. I don't have the card near me, but I'll have to find it. And maybe we'll tweet it out for you guys. But she makes, um, she sculpts and paints these little earrings. Like she has post earrings and then like dangly earrings. So she has like foxes in every color. She has like little Game Boy um, handheld earrings. Um She's got all kinds of, like, animals. They're adorable. They're so cute. So I'll have to tweet. I'll tweet out who that was because they're really cute. Um, I got an old-fashioned soda at Western Bills or whatever oh, it's yeah. called. I bought a beautiful Wizard World engraved mug for $20. And worth it. Cream soda in it. So worth it. I'm using that thing all the time. Apparently... Um, I think it's called Wild Bills, and they have, like, old-fashioned um, cream sodas, root beer, some other stuff. But if you go to a con and you get it filled, you buy it, you can bring your mug back to any other place where Wild Bills goes. They have, like, 60 events this year, and they are going to be traveling with Wizard World, too. So if you go to multiple cons, you can bring your cut back and get it filled for, like, 5 bucks, which is kind of cool because... Five dollars, pretty much, like a bottle of water costs you five dollars at a con. So, oh yeah, you I didn't know you could bring that back though. Yeah, so yeah, you can bring the mug back anywhere where Wild Bill's is. So just keep your mug on you, and anytime you see them, boom, five dollar 
orange soda, root beer. There you go. I don't know. <laughs> I will also say, I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, Liz, but there was a t-shirt, kind of like a clothing booth that we passed. I've had an issue in the past with there being a huge lack of quality Comic-Con clothes for women. Like, they have all of these awesome designs for men's, like, shirts and stuff, and then you get to the women's section, and it looks like absolute shit. It's just, like, an iron-on, like, freaking patch or something that looks like it's about to fall apart. Like, nothing creative, nothing unique, terrible quality. Well, there was a booth there that I thought had awesome women's, like, Comic-Con clothing. I was so impressed. Do you remember seeing those sweatshirts and stuff, the Marvel sweatshirts that we pointed out? Yeah, that, so that was on the first day, right? We walked past it on Friday, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, we need to check with Wizard World and see which booth they were, check, like, our programming packet thing or our program. Um, because, yeah, that was some of the best girls. I mean, everyone, it's not a secret that there is such a lack of female clothing in the geek world. And, I mean, mm-hmm. they have that she universe or her universe, whatever it's called. But, mm-hmm. I mean, still, we need it for the masses beyond that and Hot Topic. And this, like, this, they were, like, slouchy. There were slouchy sweatshirts. There were, like, cute tanks. And they just had, like, yeah. tailored sweatshirts. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it, was, yeah, it was like that was good and good quality. Yeah, I was really impressed by that. So, I don't know. Well, um, so our next con is going to be St. Louis, Wizard World St. Louis. And mm-hmm. there's already a ton of people there. Like, the whole cast of Jessica Jones, including Tenet, Kilgrave, um, like Luke Cage and Jessica yes. Jones, Daredevil, Charlie Cox, and the guy that plays Foggy, Matt Smith's going to be there again. Billy Piper, who is Rose Tyler from Doctor Who. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't even know who else I'm missing. It's pretty much the whole freaking Netflix Marvel universe and then a lot of Doctor Who people. I think Arthur Darville. Yeah. Is Arthur Dar- Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong con. I don't know if he's going to be there, but they're updating, you know, as they as they find out. So if you go to... Um Wizardworld.com okay. and check it out. I mean, they, they've been, or, you know, on any of their socials. I feel like some, someone else boss is announced every single day. It seems like I'm just, I'm so excited. That one's going to be amazing. Oh, here, I've got it. They've got Tenet, Matt Smith, Charlie Cox, who's Daredevil, Kristen Ritter, Jessica Jones, um, Eldon Henson, who's foggy on Daredevil, John Bernthal, who, you know, is Shane from The Walking Dead, but has been cast as the Punisher in Daredevil. Yes. Mike Coulter, who's Luke Cage, which, by the way, I bought a, a Luke Cage comic book. I'm really excited to read it. I think that's probably what I'm going to do when I get right. home. right. Yeah. <laughs> and then we've got Shatner, Elizabeth Henshaw, Shield. Oh, my God. Billy Piper, who's, you know, Rose. I, seriously, everybody's going to be there. JDF. 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 Right. Blue Ferdinand. And a bajillion oh, different voice actors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, awesome. that's just the tip of it. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. But, um, yeah, so, so we'll probably be doing our original panels. I'm not sure exactly which ones we'll be doing yet. Most of we'll definitely Game of Thrones, Walking Dead. We'll probably do our Doctor Who one again because so many of the Doctor Who folks will be there. 
Um, mm-hmm. But it's going to be great. I mean, can you think of anything else that we should chat about from the con? I don't think so. I think we covered it, but I just, you know, I was so impressed with our crowds and at our panel, and it was so nice to hear so many people say that they had a good time. And I know if anybody's listening that was at our panels, we just want to say thanks for coming and hanging out with us. And you guys make it so awesome. Everybody's just so kind and has so much fun. So we hope to see some of the same people in St. Louis or next year in Cleveland. I know. So, and of course we'll be at Chicago this year. Um, we'll be at Philadelphia. It's, it's going to be an, another awesome uh, convention year. We're freaking pumped. Yes, it is. Um, well, I think that's, I think that's it. I think that pretty much covers it, except we did see mm-hmm. Henry Winkler at the hotel and he was wearing, I just want to say, some amazing purple velvet pants, a hot pink sweatshirt, and a green, like, velvet coat. And he was living life. So I just want everybody yeah. to think of the fawns in that outfit. And we'll just leave you with that, with that image. Yeah, we'll just leave you with that because that's called living your freaking dreams. Go, Henry Winkler. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Okay, guys, well, that is all the time we have. But thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to check out at Con Radio on Twitter and with Roll Con Radio on Facebook. And check out all the awesome geeky podcasts that are on there. And you can find us at Pure underscore Fandom on Twitter, Pure Fandom on Facebook. We have a Snapchat now. We just learned how to Snapchat. We're Pure Fandom on Snapchat. And yes. Instagram, we're pretty much everywhere. Um And we will catch you next time right here on Con Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Woo-woo. Thanks so much. Until (laughs) next time, cakes out.